Hey friend, welcome to the Self-Care Isn't Selfish podcast. I'm your host, Emily Nichols. As a Whole30 certified coach, wife, busy working boy mom, and your self-care guru, I'm here to help you start putting yourself first without the guilt. Each week you'll hear motivating and practical tips on how you can create a habit of self-care through interviews with my amazing guests or quick solo episodes with me. After each episode, you'll walk away with an action plan and feel empowered to implement what you have learned into your life. So grab a cup of coffee, glass of wine, or your favorite sparkling water, and let's do this. You're listening to episode 66 of the Self-Care Isn't Selfish podcast. Hey friend, I hope you are off to a great start this week. I'm doing very well. Actually, last week I was at the beach with my family all week and oh, friends, it was just, it was good for my soul. It was good for everyone's soul. My boys just love the beach. They love it so, so much. And it was just good to plop my butt down in the sand and get in the ocean and just hear and see the ocean waves. It was just very, very magical. A change of scenery was good for the soul as well. So I hope you are doing well and making self-care a priority. I know I definitely upped my self-care game last week being on vacation. It was magical. So let's dig in to today's episode. Today we're talking about not letting the number on the scale dictate your life, your mood, how you feel about yourself. You know, a few episodes back, I talked about what I've learned the past year having the podcast, and I haven't talked very much about body confidence and the scale in particular, other than like non-scale victories and getting rid of the scale during a Whole30, for example. But I know many women let the scale dictate how they feel about themselves. You know, I shared I got a um, in-body scan at Orange Theory about eight weeks ago, and ironically, I got um, a second one today, eight weeks later, to see my progress. And it was really good to have that data. And I went in with such a better mindset this time because last time I got weighed, it was like, Ugh, I weigh that much. My body fat's this. I thought my muscle mass would be more, blah, blah, blah. And then I went in today with just an open mind and be like, okay, this is just data to see what has happened over the past eight weeks. And, you know, I feel like I'm in the zone and just feeling really, really good about my fitness routine and nutrition, and I'm just going to keep that going. And today was just data for me. But I know it's really hard (laughs) to get to that point. I know I still really struggle with that number on the scale and thinking you have to be a certain weight. But we can't let that define who we are. It's just a number on the scale. Nobody cares what you weigh, right? Nobody really cares except you. So I'm really excited to have fellow podcaster Emily Kaufman on the show today. She's got such an interesting perspective that I think women of any age can really relate to. So let me tell you a little bit about Emily. 
So she is a retired D1 athlete who now educates and empowers girls to take care of their health. So she was tired of girls feeling like they had to go on diets and strict workout plans in order to reach their goals. And she launched the Girls Gone Healthy podcast. I love that name. And her goal is pretty much to help overwhelm girls on where to start when it comes to getting in shape feeling more confident, and eating right. There's nothing wrong with taking care of your body, but a lot of this always starts with your mindset and thinking about why you're doing this and making sure you're wanting to take charge of your health and wellness for the right reasons. So Emily and I dig into that more in today's episode. We get deeper into her story as well, which I know you guys will think is really, really amazing. And make sure you stick around to the end of the episode I'll be sharing my three biggest takeaways and, as always, how you can start taking action today. So sit back and relax. Enjoy this conversation with Emily Kaufman of Girls Gone Healthy. All right, gang. Thanks so much again for tuning in to the Self-Care Isn't Selfish podcast. I am here with my new friend, Emily Kaufman of the Girls Gone Healthy podcast. Emily, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I love listening in, so this is a treat to be able to come on. Yay! I'm super, super excited to dig into this conversation with you, but before we get started, I ask all of my guests this first question. So, Emily, what does self-care mean to you? Yeah, to me, I think it's really being in the present moment. A lot of the time when I think that I'm doing things for myself and working on myself, it's always towards the future of, oh, future me will thank me for this or working towards a project. And that's when I really neglect self-care is when I just keep pushing, pushing, pushing. So to me, every time I draw it back into the present moment, think about what my body's feeling, a lot of the time it is a lot more rest than I'm giving it. So I like to remind myself of that. Yes. I love that. I love everyone's answer is always different. I love it so much when asking that question, but yeah, it's definitely about being in the present moment. Cause I think we even get caught up thinking about things in the past as well. Not only think planning for the future and it's really just important to enjoy the moment now and really focus on how you're feeling right now. Yeah. Cause especially if you're thinking about the past, thinking about the present, you're not actually listening to any of the cues that your body's giving you. And so that's kind of been my focus of this year too, in terms of self-care. It's like, okay, it's not just pushing myself to be better, but to sometimes pull it back into where I'm at now. Yeah. And especially the season we're in within our country, sometimes it's nice just to focus on the present <laughs> yeah. day by day, hour by hour. So, well, Emily, let's talk about you a little bit more. Can you share a little bit about your story, kind of where you've been and how you got to where you are today? Yeah. So in college, I was a division one athlete. So I was a coxswain for the rowing team. And for people who don't know what that is, it's a small person that sits at the back of the boat. I'm not actually rowing, but I'm steering, I'm coaching, I'm directing. And that position, you have to be really small. So you have to be 110 pounds. Uh, one, because they weigh you in before every race. And then also just to physically fit in the smallest part of the boat. Okay. And so it was something that was always in the back of my mind. I was weighed every single week, at least once per week for the eight years that I was a coxswain. So that's over 400 times if that was just once per week. And so when I first started off, it was no big deal. And as I got later on into my career, when I came back to junior year of college, so I had two years left, I was significantly over for the first time ever. And so I had to start actually 
thinking about, okay, how can I lose weight? And for me, it was never about appearance. It wasn't to try to fit into a size, but it was the deciding factor of me being in a boat and being in a lineup for the sport that I've been practicing for years. And I just never got there. So I tried for two years to lose the same 10 pounds. I never got there. I was so frustrated. So by the time I graduated, I still had never hit 110 again. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. So I went from being a division one athlete to never even going to the gym. I stopped working out because I was like, okay, if I tried so hard to lose weight and be healthy and that didn't work, I'm not going to be spending my time on that anymore. And so then after like a year of never working out, never really watching what I ate, I decided I kind of missed the lifestyle. I My body was feeling terrible. <laughs> I was like, I need to go back to how I was living before. And so I started adding in movement and nutrition in just like a fun way and a way that I knew I'd be able to fit into my current lifestyle. I didn't want my life to revolve around it anymore. And that's kind of where I'm at today. So I launched my podcast, Girls Gone Healthy, to focus on that because I think that a lot of people have hit that point sometime in their health career where they feel so consumed by it and it's so out of their control. They're not hitting their goals. Um, So this is just kind of an alternative way to look at it of, okay, it can be simple and easy. Wow. Okay. So there's a lot to unpack here. (laughs) There's a lot to (laughs) unpack here. So it's one thing you know, weighing yourself, checking in and kind of seeing that data for yourself. But it's another thing when there's an added pressure on you to be able to stay on your rowing team and be in that position. Do you feel like there was added pressure because of that? Oh, definitely. Because at the beginning, I was like, oh, like, this is nothing. It's just 10 pounds. Um, I'm sure like, it'll be easy. But then as the competitions kept getting closer and closer, and I didn't see that scale move, it became something that I saw as like a doable goal to a really emotional problem. Mm -hmm. Because I saw this weight on myself as like, I don't want it here. I'm doing everything that I can to get it off. And I just felt like a failure almost. It was one of my goals and it was a goal that I wasn't getting to. And yeah, like everyone on the team knew it. All of my coaches knew it. So it definitely turned into like a much bigger emotional problem to tackle too. Well, I think a lot of women can relate to that when, you know, we get so caught up on the number on the scale. And in your situation, it had to be that number in order to serve as that position on your team. But we get so caught up in that number and we're like, I feel like I'm doing everything right. And then when you don't, you just can't lose the weight or your body's actually more comfortable at the weight you're at now, you feel like a failure. And that's when you throw your hands in the air and just say, forget it all and just deep dive into like, kind of like you said, you weren't feeling your best anymore. And it's just a big, dark, deep hole sometimes (laughs) we dig ourselves into. Yeah, because I thought I was being healthy. I was like, oh, I'm losing weight. So like, this must be like, I'm trying to get healthier again. But actually, the methods that I was doing, like, none of them were making me healthier. So I was just really torn in my head of, okay, I'm not doing anything good for my health. So I might as well just stop working out and remove everything. Like I completely like jumped off the wagon. It was like, that's it. I'm just going to live an unhealthy lifestyle. Yeah. Well, and you, and you know, I love the name of your show, Girls Gone Healthy. And I feel like healthy has such a different definition. It's so individual to each person. So for like for me, it's actually a positive side effect of my self-care routine. I feel my healthiest self. But for you now, looking back and where you are now, what is your definition of healthy for you? 
Yeah. So I like to describe healthy as it being your choice. So if you have the education behind different choices that you have, and you also have the empowerment of the choice is yours, that's when you're going to make the healthiest decisions because a choice, you do have to live with the consequences. So if you only choose cake and dessert and never vegetables, yes, that's a choice you make and you live with the consequences. But if you're educated on, okay, I know that it should be a balance, then that's when you're going to make the best choices for your own health. And I really like to point out with it too, it's like, if you just are making the choice of the healthiest food possible, so say you're only eating vegetables and only clean eating all of that, well, how is that healthy necessarily for your mental health? Because if you're restricting yourself and that's not satisfying you, then even though you're focusing on the physical health, you could just kind of be neglecting the mental aspect. So that's why I like to say that it's a choice, which I know not everyone agrees with at the beginning. But I think once you have that education of, okay, this is how different choices will affect you, then you can make a lot better decisions for yourself. Yeah, I love that you pointed it out. It has a lot to do with educating yourself and there's a lot of great free resources out there and then making the choices for you that are going to make you feel the healthiest version of you. That's a really great point. Super good point. And, you know, I actually just put up a post yesterday on Instagram, just talking about, you know, um, I'm a whole 30 coach. So you eliminate certain foods for 30 days and you reintroduce them. And I feel like sometimes it's gotten a lot of slack because um, people are like, no, you should never restrict any foods. And I'm like, no, you shouldn't forever because that's not fun. (laughs) Number one, because I like cookies, for example, And number two, it's just not sustainable long-term, but I think it's more about educating yourself in different realms of health in order to make the best decision for you. Exactly. Because you're not going to be consistent with everything all the time. So Mm -hmm. for those 30 days, that's when you're focusing on your nutritional health, what you're putting into your body. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you could focus more on a different, maybe emotional health, mental health, physical health. So yeah, I think that everyone kind of has different phases that they go through. And Mm -hmm. that's a perfect way to break it up. Yeah. It's more of a holistic approach too, which I love that you're promoting as well. How's that saying go? Oh yeah, all things are possible with coffee and mascara. (laughs) Well, that's certainly true for me and I love to have my coffee every morning after my workout and I don't really leave the house without mascara. So my fellow blondies, I know you feel me on this. But gang, check it out. Having my coffee every morning is part of my self-care routine and I always take my coffee blended with nut pods and coconut oil. So Nut Pods is a dairy-free creamer. It's made from a blend of almond butter and coconut cream. I love the French vanilla flavor. It's my favorite. It's super yummy, super smooth, but even better, it's Whole30 approved. So gang, head on over to nutpods.com and use the code EMILYNICHOLS22 to get 15% off your first order of Nut Pods. That's EMILYNICHOLS22, E-M-I-L-Y-N-I-C-H-O-L-S-22. And let me know once you receive your Nut Pods what your favorite flavor is and how you take your coffee. So remember, just head on over to nutpods.com. So let's turn it back to the scale a little bit because just from my own personal story, so I just did a um, in-body scan at um, Orange Theory. They're doing a challenge and it gives you all this great data about your body. And I don't weigh myself very often. I just kind of base it on if I'm sleeping well, my energy levels, how my clothes are feeling. 
and so forth. So weighing myself and seeing percentage of body fat and muscle mass, it was like, this is depressing. <laughs> and I had been feeling so great about myself. And I was like, I feel like I'm getting more toned or whatever. But I think it's just conditioning. I mean, I'm 39. And I grew up in a time where um, I watched my mom go to Weight Watchers meetings. She was drinking like Slim Fast and stuff like that and diet and eating like snack well cookies, like diet cookies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And weighing yourself was just really just part of diet culture. And so, like I said, I don't weigh myself very often, but immediately just started making me feel negative about myself. So what action items would you give to a woman listening to maybe think about tracking her own progress outside of the scale? Because we get so caught up in that number. And I think there's a lot of other factors we need to be considering when it comes to our health and progress. Oh yeah, I agree completely. Especially, you know, my story is similar. So like I weigh myself all the time and now I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm not weighing myself again. Like I don't own a scale. I was like, that's not really a good measurement of anything for me. Mm -hmm. um, so when people say that they like want to measure their progress, I think that you have to be really honest with yourself of, okay, but what's the end goal? What is this progress that you're measuring? Because if your only goal is appearance base is to lose weight on the scale, then you know, it is harder to use other forms to see how you're improving. But you said you went to Orange Theory. So, you know, you have the treadmill. So, okay, am I increasing speed? I know you also have like the circuits um, on the floor. So different weights. But I think that a good shift from just appearance-based and focusing on the scale is to also have another motivating factor of what progress you're looking for. So for living a healthier lifestyle, there's so many benefits of energy levels, stress relief, sleeping better. And all of those things are what you'll be feeling first. It's a lot easier to track if you're feeling more energetic throughout the day or if you're not. And then if you're using those cues, to keep you motivated, then the appearance and the weight loss will almost come with it over time. Yeah. So when I took a whole year off of working out and I wasn't going to the gym, I knew that I had gained weight. It was very obvious and understandably why I did too. But then when I started going to the gym and I was only doing the workouts that I liked and then I was motivated to keep doing them and I saw all the benefits of almost just feeling like the best version of myself again, I was feeling so much better. The weight came off naturally and I wasn't tracking that week by week or month by month. It just happened. Mm, I love that. I love that. And like you said, sometimes the, the physical appearance or the actual weight loss is more of a positive side effect of, like you said, doing things that you enjoy to move your body and really not getting so caught up in the numbers and just focusing on other like non-scale victories, if you will. And then the other stuff just kind of comes off naturally from there. Yeah, exactly. Because if you are, you know, focusing on, okay, I'm going to lift this heavy this week, or I'm going to try to increase uh, the miles per hour that I run, like if you have those stepping stones for you, and that's how you measure your progress, well, then you're getting more in shape. And yeah. you are like working out more. So yeah, I think that it all works in together. But just to have that only measure of progress being a scale, it's so hard. There's so much that affects the scale. So it's never going to be the most reliable thing to focus on anyways. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I might need some rowing cueing from you for doing the rower. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I loved Orange Theory because there's just enough rowing for me that I felt like I was still doing it, but I didn't have to like sit down for hours. Yeah, there's a coach I actually follow on Instagram, an Orange Theory coach. He goes by um, training tall because he's super, super tall, but he was a a collegiate rower as well. And he gives a lot of really great rowing tips (laughs) as well. So awesome. Well, let's kind of turn this around a little bit, Emily, and talk a little bit about body confidence and Um, It's something I'm exploring a lot more near the end of 2020 and going into 2021 because, you know, a lot of people set New Year goals for themselves and it's usually to lose weight and all of that. Mm. Um, But for me, I'm, I feel like I'm on my own personal journey to body confidence. And I think it's something as women we do struggle with. And like I said, I'm a little older than you. I'm 39. And I've, you know, you see your body go through so many ebbs and flows and changes as you're going through different seasons of your life. I know a lot of people through COVID right now, they've seen things happen. When you, when you have children, things happen. When other emotional things happen in your life, I think your health kind of ebbs and flows as well. But that can affect your body confidence. So kind of going back to mm-hmm. how we you know, talked about you know, tracking progress other than the goal, what type of things do you do to help with your mindset when it comes to your body confidence that could help our audience today? Yeah. So as you kind of said right there, it is a mindset around body confidence. So your body isn't actually changing as much day to day as we think it is. It's just all in our head. Mm. And so the first thing that I really like to work through with myself and talk with other people is like, you can go back to a period of time. It doesn't even have to be that long ago, maybe just a year ago. And you can find a picture of yourself that maybe at the time you hated, you thought it was like a bad period of your life and you see it and you're like, wait, I looked great here like even just like I loved my hair or my body looked good like whatever but you didn't like it in that moment and so that's when you can kind of start to think okay there wasn't actually anything wrong with my body then it was just how I was thinking about it Mm. and so when you realize that's what you think about it a year ago well what about day to day because I know that even throughout a week I'll have great days where I'm feeling confident and I'll also have days where I'm not confident at all and my body hasn't changed much in between So when you start to realize that these huge changes is just your mindset of how you're thinking about your body, you can kind of start to set yourself up for feeling more confident of, okay, what clothing can I wear that makes me feel confident? Because if your physical body isn't changing that much, it really is just the appearance of it. So for me, I usually am like, okay, I'm going to shower again. Even if I already like had showered earlier that day, usually just the shower of like, okay, I'm going to start clean, kind of start fresh, and then just put on some of my favorite clothes. So even for a workout, you know, I have like the workout clothes that are kind of older or I have the ones that it's like the cutest like matching set that I like just bought. And even those will make me feel so different going into the work out. And so I think that we kind of have to trick our minds a little bit of, you know, if our bodies are changing because of whatever circumstance, especially right now, when there's a lot bigger things to focus on than your weight. Mm. Well, okay, this is the time that you maybe do need to pamper yourself a little bit more with dressing up nice, especially if you know, you aren't leaving your house, you might not feel a reason to. I know that I personally worn so many more sweatpants now than I have for my whole life. And I might not always feel confident in that. I might feel comfortable in it, but I don't feel confident. And so if you just realize those little triggers in your life that affect your confidence, then that's when you can start pulling them of, okay, maybe I shouldn't be looking at pictures of myself from this period. Maybe I shouldn't be dressing that way. Things like that. 
Mm, that is such a good point, Emily. That's so good. That's so good. Well, and especially now, like you said, with everything we've been going through during the quarantine, it got really easy to, you know, just get up and wear sweats all day. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but sometimes if you want to dress to feel your best, sometimes you actually have to put on the clothes or get ready in the day. And that'll just help you feel more confident as you go out th throughout the day for sure. This is such a good conversation. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. So, well, tell me what's next for the podcast. Like I said, it's called Girls Gone Healthy. What is your goal and, you know, what's next for your show? Yeah. So right now what I've really been focusing on is health that you enjoy. So if you're doing something that you're not enjoying and you're trying to fit it into your lifestyle, it's always going to feel like a chore. It's not going to be sustainable and you're never going to see results from it. Mm -hmm. So what I've been focusing on now is I'm creating a course that's called Health You Enjoy. And then I'm just trying to focus on that with both exercise, nutrition, and mindset. Mm -hmm. And so there's no plan that any one person could follow that is universal, right? Everyone right. likes a different workout. Everyone eats differently. And so I think that when you try to fit yourself into a box of, okay, I am going to become a runner because that's the best for slimming down. It's like, yeah, but if you're not going to do it all the time because you don't even enjoy running, okay, right. maybe we should focus on what you already enjoy doing and just building up those habits. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Well, Movement for me in particular, it's almost like a moving meditation or therapy at times. And I tell this to clients all the time. I'm like, you know, I, I used to teach insanity and it's still one of my favorite workouts, but people are like, I hate that workout. It is ridiculous. It is just over the top too much. And I'm like, don't do it. Pick another <laughs> class. Mm -hmm. Do something else you enjoy. You know, I run, but I don't really like running that much, but I do it more so because I run with some girlfriends here in town and we have coffee afterwards. That's more about the community aspect of it for me. The running is okay, but the friendship and the connection is more so than anything. But gosh, yeah, being healthy should be enjoyable. I love that you're spreading that message, Emily. That's so important. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people too, if they're trying to get into this health kick, they think it has like a for sure start date. And then they also almost picture it to have an end date of, oh, once I get that goal body or I get that goal weight. And there's never going to be an end date. So if you're doing something that you're not enjoying, just waiting to get to that end, like it still won't get there. So I think that everyone should be enjoying the process because once again, like it's part of your lifestyle. It's not an end result. It's just yes. part of your lifestyle. Ah, that's a good place to end. Health is, it doesn't have a finish line. It's just a lifestyle and a continuous momentum within your life. I love that. Emily, thank you so much for this conversation. Where can everyone connect with you online and listen to your show? Yeah, so my podcast is called Girls Gone Healthy, and so that's available on any streaming site, but I am always up to date on Instagram. It's at Girls Gone Healthy Podcast. That's where you can find out about the latest episodes, my course called Health You Enjoy, all of that. So yeah, thank you so much for having me on. This was so fun. Oh, I love talking to other podcasters. It's <laughs> the best. So thank you so much, Emily. It's such an important conversation. Thank you so much, Emily, for this conversation. So, so good. And I had a lot of different takeaways, but I tried to narrow it down to just a few to help you all start taking action in regards to your own self-care and health and fitness. So number one, 
obviously, you can't let the number on the scale define you. I'm going to say it again. You can't let the number on the scale define you. Like I mentioned early in the beginning of the episode, it's just data. Nobody else cares what you weigh, okay? But I love how Emily brought up having other measures of success or having little mini goals for you that don't have to deal with the scale, you know, non-scale victories, as we as we say in the Whole30 world. So like, you know, your speed, you're getting faster while you're running, you know, you're sleeping better. You decide to try to make it to two classes a week, some type of fitness class, and you do it. So you're going to see a lot more success when you're measuring those little simple goals like that versus the scale. Okay. And then you'll kind of see some momentum from there. I guarantee it. When you start meeting these small little goals, these small little increments of change, you're going to have momentum to do it in other areas of your life too. I guarantee it. So number two, when your mindset shifts, when you're like in the zone, when it comes to your health, that's when the weight can actually come off, okay? We've talked about the mind-body connection so much on the show, and sometimes the feelings you're holding on about yourself can manifest it manifest itself physically in your own body. So if you're always constantly thinking in your head, I can never lose weight, I'll never lose weight, I'm worthless, I can't do this, I can't do that, guess what? Your body's going to respond to that. So shifting your mindset. And when I said when you're in that zone, you know, like right now, I feel like I am in the zone when it comes to my fitness and nutrition. And there's sometimes when I'm not and that's okay. But right now I just feel really in the zone and my mindset is just real crystal clear. And, you know, I got on that in-body scan at Orange Theory and I was like, okay, that's just good data to know. That's when the changes start happening. Not when you're busting your butt, working out, and just eating right. You've got to have that third key piece, which is your mindset. Having it be strong and solid and open to change and only thinking positive things about yourself. And guess what? You have to exercise that muscle too, and that takes time. Okay? And lastly... Well, kind of two more things. So as far as like body confidence goes, like Emily said, it's all in your head, right? Like how you see a picture of yourself from years ago and you're like, oh my goodness, I looked a lot. I look so good there. And at the time you remember thinking not so great thoughts about yourself. So, and like she mentioned, your body actually doesn't change very much day to day. So do things to make yourself feel really great about your body. Wear an outfit that just makes you feel amazing. Fix your hair. Do other things that are going to allow you to have more body confidence. And the last thing I'm going to leave you with, something that Emily said at the end of our conversation that I could just, I think I'm going to have to like, print this out and put it up somewhere for get a billboard for everyone to see is that there's not an end date with your health. There's no finish line. This is a lifelong journey. You're going to go through ebbs and flows and different seasons of your life and that's okay. Your health, you just don't go on a, a diet for 30 days and that's it. You have to commit to having some type of healthy lifestyle and adjusting and giving yourself grace as you go along. So 
So friends, there is no finish line. There is no end date. There is no end date at all when it comes to your health. It is a lifelong journey and it's a journey I hope you feel open to be on for the rest of your life and feel good about yourself. So Emily, thank you again for coming on the show. I loved this conversation with you. I'll make sure to include a link in the show notes so everyone can go connect with Emily and listen to her show, Girls Gone Healthy. Again, I love the name of that show. So Emily, again, thanks for coming on the show, girl. You're doing amazing, amazing things, and I'm so proud of you. And gang, just a reminder, I'm still offering free group fitness until the end of October. Obviously, it's virtually, so we can work out anytime together. There's a link in my show notes for you to check out my schedule and sign up for a class. And starting in November, they'll just be five bucks a class. I would love to see you. Like I've been saying, I'm so glad to be back to teaching. It lights me up like no other to watch others pushing themselves past their limits and doing hard things and building confidence. It makes my heart just soar. And I'm so glad to be back to teaching group fitness to do that. And we don't just move our bodies. We always start off with some type of intention or gratitude. And we will always end class with some type of self-care action item. Because like we've talked about in this episode, you can move your body, but your mindset has to be right too. So I'm trying to help you do that. So gang, if you like today's episode, take a screenshot and tag me at emilynichols22 on Instagram or leave a rating and review here on iTunes. Or just send me a DM and let me know your biggest takeaways from this week's episode. But Again, there is no finish line when it comes to your health. There is no finish line when it comes to your health. And hey, how about we stop letting that scale define us? Agreed? Let's shake on it. We'll shake on it. (laughs) All right, gang. Thank you again for listening. Sending you all lots of love. And remember, self-care isn't selfish. 